Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our episode of The Beauty of Grey. I am joined by my fabulous co-host. Hello, Michelle. Hello. Hello, Jake. Hi. Hi. (laughs) On today's episode, we want to talk about gatekeeping. And we think it's a very important topic because it happens in a lot of spiritual type practices. And we are going to start with Jake first. Jake, Mm. when you hear the word gatekeeping and it comes up for witchcraft or spirituality, what comes to mind for you? Don't do it. (laughs) Do it. I love it. Do it. Be a gatekeeper. (laughs) Use Um, those buzzwords. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh my gosh. So, gatekeeping, you know, what is it? What's the hubbub with gatekeeping? Um, (laughs) It's like, it's not funny. This is serious stuff. Um, okay, so ah. gatekeeping is essentially the holding back of access or privilege or um, an ability to hold a piece of information or to yeah. conduct a certain practice or to do something in a similar way um, or in the same vein of a tradition. Um, a lot of times people might experience gatekeeping from um, in class settings um, in terms of, you know, when you might be working with somebody who is a teacher figure um, mm-hmm. who it just, you know, puts all these leaps and hurdles in between, you know, the practitioner being able to fly solo um, and then also kind of putting parameters around what kind of things that you can do as a practitioner after you're taught, learned, initiated, whatever that might be. Um Things like development circles. I mean, I hear horror stories every day to the day about development circles, you know. Yeah, and, and then, how you get booted out as soon as you reach the same level as a teacher. Booted out or shamed for, shamed. you know, being yeah. exceptional. Yeah. You yeah. Know, or, or or having a talent that might, you know, supersede somebody that taught you. Mm-hmm. So it comes in all different shapes and sizes. So really a lot of the stuff that I do in my work is to help people find the tools for themselves to really teach themselves, number one, and also find their niche, their cornerstone in the work so that they can kind of take a brave step forward um, yes. and not feel like that their validity or that their um, power lies in the permission or lies in the, um, yeah, in the permission of another person or of a group of people. Um, yeah. I, I think it's nonsense, you know, um, and I've never been, I mean, coming from somebody who has taught myself everything uh, solely, individually in my practice, I've never, you know, learned in a coven, which I, but I think that would be so much fun. Um, you know, working as a solitary witch, I think that I've just come to trust the power of teaching yourself and releasing yourself to the world and mm-hmm. learning all those bumps in the road along the way um, and how freeing that can be. So a lot of my work is really to help kind of hone in people mm-hmm. to just be reminded, you know, your community is supposed to be there to uplift you and support you and not, yes. you know, restrict and wet blanket you. 
How about you for you, Michelle? A hundred percent agree. <laughs> With everything that Jake said. Like I I no, I really like I like gatekeeping is like I understand where like okay, so for like in a smaller sense of the of the word gatekeeping, mm-hmm. um, like I for one, you know, I have a few friends that are practicing witches and that I see on a regular basis. And I, you know, like considering this is what I do to like as a business and to mm-hmm. help other people, um, they do occasionally come to me for questions. They don't want to because they're like, well, because you're running a business. And I'm like, but you're my friend. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, just ask. If I don't know, I'll tell you I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. okay. Um, but um I, you know, I I want to be able to be a resource for people, but at the same time, um, I, you know, like I have my book of shadows that I don't let anyone look at or touch or like that is my sacred book. Like mm-hmm. you do like do not like you're not gonna know like there's things in there that I don't I don't necessarily want to share with people because right. it is just part of it's part of me and it's part of um my journey as a witch like mm-hmm. that's why like i you know i i don't really um i mean this is getting more so into the side of um of of bad omen um with the business that like i i don't know how far i want to go in terms of teaching like i would rather just give like the bases the, the basic mm-hmm. stuff so that people have a a launching pad and that they can figure out where they want to go from there and what right. kind of witch they want to be and and um like, you know, I don't think it's necessarily, I think it's partly my responsibility to, to let people know, like when you're getting into things like closed practices, um, and like in gatekeeping in that sense, because then that's a Mm. whole other ball of wax. Um, but when it comes to like, you know, just teaching information, like it's, I, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of silly to, to, to keep certain information from people. Um, but if it's your own personal like when I'm talking about like my grimoire, my, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. like, don't, that's something that like, they're like, Oh, I would love to see what's in that. And I'm like, I bet you would. Like, mm-hmm. a, I mean, it's a personal <laughs> like, and private thing. It's like your journal, exactly, you know, it's like, exactly. I have a journal. Like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, please read my journal, please. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. Because there's, there's experiences that I might have that other people have not had, or they have had. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't want to necessarily talk about that. And it's something that like, maybe I was given information during that experience that I hold very near and dear to me that, that, that somebody else can figure out on their own can have Mm -hmm. that own experience, you know? Yeah. So that's just kind of my take on that. I mean, I feel like with gatekeeping, it's, I'm not sure if it's as well, it probably is super prevalent now. I mean, I'm an Akashic record practitioner and I know plenty of people that have been like, that reached out to maybe certain educators or whatnot and they're like no if you know this way i'm not going to teach you this and it's like come on like that's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous and and it's i don't know if it's the same way with reiki or with other spiritual type of practices but i do find that there is there's power in community there's power in education there's a you know when we kind of try to elevate each other. I mean, we're raising the vibrations. We're we're providing healing for ourselves and for the planet and for our community by, you know, educating and kind of helping. We need to help people along. Like when we yeah. we're moving, you know, we're ahead and we need to help people along. 
And the other thing I want to say is that, you know, we all have different flavors of the ways that we practice, the way that we work with our clients. You know, the three of us, let's say we're, we're, um, we're three of us are Akashic record practitioners. You're all three. We're all going to read differently. We're all going to have a different delivery, a different style. So I feel like we do harm by not, you know, giving the sacred text or you just recommending a book. Like people won't even recommend a book. Like what book do you recommend for me to learn this? Um, you know, Google it. Like, shut the fuck up. Exactly. Like, it's the same thing with, like, you go into certain, like, that's why, like, I, I, it drives me crazy mm-hmm. when you go into, we'll just say into certain spaces mm-hmm. where people don't want to answer questions, where, oh, you know, sad. you have somebody going in and, 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 and they're like, I want to know about this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's, I can't tell you the amount of, people that have come to me for tarot readings yeah, and they ask me about witchcraft and they're like, is that okay for me to ask? I'm like, of course it's okay for you to ask. Like, and they're like, well, I don't know if like, you know, like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, like you ask me all of the questions by yeah. all means. If, and I will, t- I will tell you if I don't know, I will tell you if I can't answer that. Like mm-hmm. for whatever reason it's supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. I will, and I will tell you why I can't answer that, right. you know? And, and that's the thing is that like, you run into people that are so, and that's more so it's not about the craft. It's more about them where they want to hold on to what makes them special mm-hmm. and they don't want to share that with the world. And it's like, but why not share like, like you, your like your specialness, whatever, like that doesn't mm-hmm. just go away because you shared it with somebody because you help somebody else out on their path. If anything, it grows that because then you're seen as someone that's genuinely trying to help other people. And like, and all three of us do that, you know? And it's like, I don't understand why people get so offended, especially when people ask questions about their practice. And it's like, mm-hmm. take it as a compliment, you know? Yeah. So definitely, I don't know. <laughs> Very angry. Um, yeah. And I mean, it even like is for in terms of, you know, when other teachers will try to police other teachers to say, oh, well, you can't yes. teach that certain way um, oh my or you know, yes. anything Ugh. really like that. I am I don't even remember their names, but I was reading an article about um, they're called Mudong, um, Korean shamans. Mm-hmm. And there was a really famous Korean shaman who has been celebrated throughout the years, but had always gone shit, to be frank, um, because she had initiated a non-Korean um as a mudang mm-hmm. um and so for years that had always kind of been like this looming over that everybody disapproved of and that person was kind of always thought to be invalid mm-hmm. even though they had a teacher that was renowned and respected in several yeah. ways um it, just as one example and then even you know so the only modality that i've necessarily been uh trained in um that could be subject to such a thing would be like Reiki, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of people, lots of people have issues with people who learn Reiki distance learning, you know, via video call, Zoom call, thinking that they can't do initiations that way or you mm-hmm. can't receive um, the teachings that way, um, mm-hmm. which, listen, I mean, the thing is, is that it's it's all energy. You know, if you don't yeah. think that the energy work that I'm doing right here um, for somebody that's all the way across the country, you know, is any less valid and then you're hands on, you know, we've, we've lost the plot, you know, yeah. we've lost yeah. the plot. Yeah. Um, 
And so, I mean, even just as somebody, although I don't personally teach um, the Reiki mastery class, um, I always tell people, you know, it's, it can be a jumping off point, you know, Mm -hmm. you can do your Reiki one and two, or you could decide to go forward and do your mastery. Um, But I always feel that practices, modalities, anything you learn in this life is really meant to be taken, respected, and then your own flavor, your own spin on it is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And in turn, that's how we get these, the birth of these beautiful new practices is by people learning and then deciding to evolve it or finding the marriage between that practice and another one, you know, exactly. which is why we have beautiful things like IET, for example, you know, bringing in angelic connections into energy healing, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg, who knows? Um, Yeah. But I mean, beautiful modalities like that wouldn't yeah. exist without the coming together of minds and merging of teachings. You know, it's yeah. it's culinary, you know, kind of. And I yeah. find it interesting when you bring up IET because you, we are not allowed to do attunements <laughs> remotely, but yet I could do a remote session. So it is, it does feel, I'm like. Well, I mean, can I really not do it? I mean, I don't, I don't, but because I don't want to get in trouble because we have set up guidelines and everything like that. But then I agree with you. I'm like, energy follows intention. And if I, if I know that I'm remotely doing energy healing, I know I can remotely do an attunement, you know? Yeah. I mean, I you, just, you just have to think it. it's, it's, you have to look at the, the, the points in logic that are a little bit flawed you know it's yeah. it's to say you know to say that i couldn't attune somebody you know without touching them in person would be to say somebody who doesn't have arms couldn't do an attunement you know have to it's think true. about it here That's you know true. because yeah. all of our rules are valid until there's an exception you know we have to keep that into account Ooh, um, point. or mm-hmm. that you know when i'm channeling for somebody i'm not really talking to your grandma if i haven't exhumed her uh, and it got my hands on her, you know, <laughs> and that's being dramatic, but I mean, it's hyperbole. It's a very good point. It, it's a good it point. Is. A place it's of a just fantastic being... point. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, when you see you know... Jake out in the cemetery, <laughs> digging up your grandma, it's because he wants to do an appropriate reading. That's all. That's, you it just for means it. You he's a true it. witch. That's what it is. He's raised his rates because Don't shoveling dare, now. Keep your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love, I love that. I mean. Oh and I, I do feel like, you know, there, I, I would hope that as, because I do feel like right now as a, an, in a world, we're becoming more awakened and a lot of people mm. are kind of turning to, you know, alternative practices, maybe looking into witchcraft, maybe looking into energy healing, maybe wanting to go to a psychic or something like that. And it would be a real shame if they had a real interest in something and they're like, you can't ask me that. I'm not going to answer that. Yeah. And I would, I, I would feel that a lot of some people maybe then they, they go back in their spiritual closet and then they don't seek yeah. out that other information. I just think that would be such a shame. That's so sad. You know, mm-hmm. No, I agree. I mean, the only thing that it kind of gets to be not necessarily a gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very black and white. Um, and that I, that's, that's the point is why I just said it's very black and white. Um, when you get into closed practices, Mm -hmm. um, and, um, because this is the thing I have encountered people that, because I, I find all other forms of witchcraft absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. I think voodoo is one of the most like, like mind, but like, I'm just like, oh my God, it's so cool. Like, it's just, and like, and just Native American practices and mm-hmm. things like that are so beautiful. And so um, just it's it's so out of what we're um, 
like it, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like it's, like, it's such a beautiful thing. Right. But like I've encountered both aspects where people have heavily gatekeeped. Where I'm just like, I don't want to practice. I just want to know. Yeah, you just want like, to. I, I just exactly like it's like, and I want to adhere it to like you know maybe I'm doing certain practices that should be like a closed practice and like mm-hmm. that I I don't want to disrespect anyone's culture. Of you know course. what I mean? Um, and, but like, I've also encountered, um, this, I, I wish I like, I have her card somewhere. I wish I could remember her name. She was, her energy was just so wonderful. Um, I was at an event and she had come up to me and she knew exactly. She was just like, you and I, <laughs> like, Aww, we're I love the that. Same. and I was just like, yes, we are. I was so excited because I had, I had this event. I felt very defeated because there wasn't any other uh, practitioners uh-huh. there and it was just because it was like just a business event and it just I felt very um lonely yes and very like looked at as somebody who didn't deserve to be there oh and I was just kind of like and then like I get it like usually I don't I don't it doesn't bother me because I'm like okay I get it like a lot of people like they hear witch or they hear witchcraft and they're like uh excuse me and I dress all in black like it's fine Mm -hmm. I get it I can sometimes be intimidating I understand I hope I am intimidating however (laughs) um um, she had come up to me and like she uh she practices voodoo and um and she was like I'm a part of a group you know she's like I have to ask them but if you want to be a part, like, if you want to come and witness what we do, by all means, like, come and, like, absorb all the information. And that was really the first time that I was, like, I was, like, oh, okay, yes, please. That would be amazing to just, I just want to witness it. I just want to see what happens. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's so, because it's it's something that, like, I don't want to offend anybody. And everyone deserves to have, and that's the thing, that's, like, that's where you get into, like, that weird kind of area where it it doesn't you don't want to offend anybody but at the same time you want to know right <laughs> you know right um so i i definitely uh it hasn't happened yet but hopefully one day but um yeah it's it that's really like i feel like people need to be very careful because again you don't want like i've been saying you don't want to offend anybody mm-hmm. um but at the same time knowledge i don't feel like is is a bad thing, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. if you want to pick up a book and, and learn about it, then learn about it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And I, I feel like, and and maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but I feel like people saying, no, don't do that because of X, Y, and Z is just a horrible form of gatekeeping. And just kind of like, just because somebody wants to gain some knowledge doesn't mean they're going to go off and practice it because they, they're going to be respectful of the culture. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. anyway, so I could be really going off on a tangent. I, I think so. the one thing I do want to mm-hmm. add is that in mm-hmm. this, maybe not be gatekeeping is also, you know, look up your practitioner and the person you're going to learn from and what is their background? Do they have certification? Do they, what, mm-hmm. what trainings have they had? Like, you know, you don't want to go have a life coach session with somebody who took a $25 mm-hmm. class on Udemy, you know, that's going to solve your problems. So n- no offense yeah. to anyone about that, but it's like, you know, and I know that there's a lot of hubbub about, you don't need a cert- 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 certification for this. And you can just say that you're an expert and it's like, you I better have we, experience though, better have experience <laughs> and you better have a knowledge base. And and I do feel like we, 
we do a disservice to clients by, you know, saying, you know, when people kind of say those kind of things, it's like, mm, yeah, mm. I think, well, it's even, a, oh, sorry, Jake, go ahead. No, you're totally fine. I was just going to say, you know, I think that there's an interesting contrast to that too, though. Um, with that being said, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'm sure we all know several people who just can't get enough accreditations or can't get enough certificates. Shutty um, thing yeah. syndrome. You know, um, I mean, I do agree with that. Absolutely. They keep training and learning and going and going. I do agree with that. Training and yeah. learning, yeah. but I wouldn't recommend like, Come them on. for anything. You know? Exactly. So that's the thing. So it's I mean, like even, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, definitely take a look at, you know, accreditations background is this is this somebody that's practicing this because this is a culturally involved standpoint you know is this something that they've been initiated in you know what's their story or is it something Um, they they were born into and they've learned for many many years get a feel for your practitioner it's the Mm -hmm. same way like when you meet a friend for the first time you know you know when you meet somebody for the first time if that person's right for you or not you know exactly Um, and for several reasons so i think that that's just something to keep in mind too especially you know as somebody who has grown up and watched the age of you know hay house for example you know lots of classes lots of workshops lots of certificates and diplomas that you can earn um and then for people who really you know you can get the certificate and you can complete the coursework but it doesn't necessarily mean that you one are doing the work or can do the work um or two that you can do it in a way with um proficiency that you know can create a safe space for set practice you know so you know, if you went out and got, you know, an IAT certificate, um, are you somebody who feels that they are responsible enough to hold that space? And can Mm -hmm. you put somebody back together? Should they fall apart in your session? You know, there's a lot of intricacies here, you know, and we, there is, is. and ethics, integrity, you know, know what you're doing. I, I, I love taking class that the teacher makes me practice, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, and I do believe there's a lot of people with natural talent. Absolutely. That they need to hone in on that natural talent and kind of know what they're doing with it. Yeah. Well, I even, um, cause I wanted to make the point with, um, even just like what what I've noticed with T cause like I'm like, while I've been doing this for a while, I'm mm-hmm. new to the teaching game right? in terms of like, you know, like, and so I'm still trying to figure things out, but at the same time, um, and I am very honest about that, but like, um, my, my tarot class that like, one of the things that I think is that I, from the, from day one that I've been, um, trying to help them with. And that I think is incredibly important is that like, even just with tarot, finding, what you're good at, right. like finding what your, what your niche is in terms of like, I know that when, um, if somebody needs a reading to feel empowered, like most of the people that have either gone to me or know me, they're like, okay, go to Michelle. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she'll make you feel like you can go and like take over the world. Right. Because like, that's what I want people to feel at the end of this. Of course. Um, but I have people in my, in my class that, are are m- not as much in your face as I can be with people and very honest with them. But like, I always like project, like, I'm like, you always want to be honest. You always want to do this ethically and all that stuff. But like, bring your own brand to the table. Um, because I have students that are very, um, that are much quieter, that are going to be much more um, like, you know, kind of like, they're going to be thoughtful in, a warm in their message. Yes, yeah. exactly where it's, it's going to be like, they're going to be a little bit more sweeter and they're like, they're a little bit better at doing, working through maybe relationship stuff or Mm -hmm. they're, they're good at, 
Um, you know, I have one student that where she's, she feels like she is finding her voice through tarot in this class mm-hmm. and awesome. she wants other people to feel the same way. Like mm-hmm. that is something that like, that I don't want to keep from people. Like, why would you I, keep that from somebody? You know, like, why would you keep that from, why would you keep something so beautiful that somebody can find out about themselves and take it as their own absolutely. and give it to other people? Like, like why they yeah. keep that way? <laughs> absolutely. Anything else, Jake and Michelle, that you want to add in about gatekeeping before we wrap this up? No, I'm done speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will just say what I really often say a lot of my clients and a lot of my workshop sessions, you know, you are never going to get that green light out of the universe that will say you are ready to present whatever body of work that you are looking to present. And that there really is no one person in this world that can give you permission to walk the path Mm -hmm. that you feel that you are meant to walk, you know, uh, an authentic path that you were called to do. Um, just because the teacher has told you that you are not skilled or gifted um, or just because you feel like you don't have the resources around you does not mean Mm -hmm. that you can't find access to that. If you have to outsource and go online, if you have to find somebody remotely, it is what it is. Okay. Yeah. I want to add to Jake's point. Once you start going down that path and trusting your inner knowledge and your inner will to follow that path, the universe will provide the right teachers, the right the universe will line up exactly what you need. You just have to be willing to be open to it and willing to say, you know what, this may not be quite what I had in mind, but this is, this is something better. It will feel right. It will definitely feel feel right. right. Absolutely. And the other thing, we'll go ahead, Jake. I I just think that like the big rule of thumb, I think is that if, as long as your intentions are prioritizing who you are looking to be of service to, or what you're looking to be of service to, you -hmm. are generally leading in the right direction, you know, um, instead of looking to be of service to yourself or instead of looking to have a lucrative business up front Mm -hmm. first, you know, it's, and of course everybody has different, you know, points of view, but different core beliefs, different core, you know, things that move them forward in life. Mm-hmm. I, Definitely. I think, I think to to wrap this up in a nice bow, we don't like gatekeeping. Anything <laughs> else you guys? <laughs> so with that, I just like to say, everyone, you have a good evening. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Jake. And you guys have Thank a good you. night. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Good night. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write a review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.